Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. George, people want us to help them with online dating. And how do you find a good partner? Great question. (laughs) Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. We got to say too about our sponsors, Uberlube, Manscaped, oh my God, yes, and Addy. We're recommending things that we have recommended to patients that we've seen as a good product, a healthy product, something that we think will help you. Do we have any answers, Laurie? <laughs> I'm not sure. But, you know, during COVID, a lot of people out here dating and basically doing it online, right? That's the only way they're meeting people. Are you having people, your patients talk about it? And it's tough out there. It is tough out there. There's a great opportunity too, though. Depends how you want to see it. It's a big investment to try to meet somebody at a bar and go on a few dates and you know, you're, you're talking weeks into months just to see if you might match with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think online dating, if you can do it in an efficient way, can really cut through a lot of these uh, wasted moments in time. Yeah. But yes, it's, it can be overwhelming, I think, for most people. I think one of the questions people ask me is, how do they evaluate a profile mm-hmm. of another person to kind of see right up front what they're looking at. And I think about it in terms of attachment styles, the pursuer, the withdrawer. And I certainly think there's something to be said, you know, when a person is looking for a partner, most people want a sexual match as well. You know, somebody who's going to be sexual, who's going to stay sexual. And there's a lot of stuff out there that apparently is typical for a profile and and people are looking to avoid the drama queen or king and the person who's the ghoster. What can we say as they look at these profiles? I would backtrack a second, Lori. Okay. I really encourage my, my clients to get clear on you first. Mm. Like, what is it that you're looking for? Like, what is it that you want before you start trying to find it in other people? Like, Yes, I think being able to talk openly about sex is really important. Being able to be vulnerable, to have conversations about, you know, your fears, your longings. Like, is that important to somebody else? If it's important to you, how do you... I I think too many people are are trying to look for something like fun in somebody else and they don't recognize, you know, all the things that they're looking for that's important that they don't put out there. They don't put into a profile. And then they get surprised when you know they, they start investing time and it winds up not working out. So I'd rather in the front end saying, hey, if that's really important to you, 
you want to have security, you want to have safety, you want somebody who's committed. Like these are qualities that are important for you. That's got to all be put into your profile, mm. right? And then it, if you're clear on what you want, when you're looking for other people, it's like, wait a second, this person's saying, I just want to have a good time, not a lot of stress. Like that's probably not going to work too well for you when you want commitment. So the first thing you think people should do is really get clear themselves. Like, who am I? What do I need? What am I looking for? And make that clear on their profile. Absolutely. I think you're clear on a profile, like your values, what you're looking for, what turns you on, what makes you feel safe. Like that, that grounds somebody to then have that foundation to look out to see who can, who can meet me there, mm -hmm. who could complement those qualities. Mm -hmm. right? Instead of just jumping right out and looking at, and then they, we wind up just looking at the pictures and we base, you know, we base it on what's attractive and what kind of gets us excited. And that's cool. That's part of it. Right. But then these really important things as, as far as to shared values and, and meaning get, get lost in translation. Mm -hmm. I have people though, speaking of the profile pictures, you know, they basically, some of the apps like Tinder and I don't know, I'm not sure I'm as clear on which is which, but Tinder particularly I know is, you know, just like swipe right, swipe right, swipe left. Uh, and it's basically, am I attracted to this person? And I think, I mean, I think there's definitely important to be attracted to the person that you end up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, super important. You can't bypass that. But on the other hand, I had a guy, um, a patient who I saw kind of, when he was married, through his divorce, when he was redating, through his remarriage. And that was, for me, a really interesting experience. And he was about my age. And he said, when he was looking at profile pictures and, and talking about that with his, I guess, new single friends, his observation was, you know, a woman who would be the belle of a ball at a cocktail party you know, is completely bypassed because they're looking for somebody even potentially more attractive. Like attraction becomes the very highest value. Which, which person is most attractive that I can attract? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I certainly see that in my children's generation, which, you know, they are young men in terms of it's this seeming value is the highest level on attraction. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think all that many people in in those kinds of apps are reading profiles. But Yeah, I mean it, it, you wonder why it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You're basing your decisions based on a a quick feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think both of us come from the spirit of not being judgmental. People can do whatever they want with their lives to try to, you know, find the happiness they can find. Right, sure. but we're looking at more from an evidence-based, scientific. Like, it's not high likely to succeed when you just are attracted to somebody, but you don't really know who they are, what they want, or they don't know what you want. And like, I think that's the opportunity on being online. Like, there are plenty of attractive people. Why not find attractive people that share your values? <laughs> right? It's a yeah. lot easier to kind of sift through all this kind of wasted opportunities and and misses. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just my bias too, but sometimes when I was dating, you know, super attractive men, you know, there was something to be said for their narcissism that was a turnoff. Like if they're just, you know, a god. It was 
I, I don't know. Sometimes there were other parts that, and maybe this is just prejudice, but it didn't seem like they necessarily had other developments internally that made them that attractive. Mm -hmm. I sit with super attractive women sometimes who are totally shut down sexually. I mean, they look like Marianne, right? Ginger and Marianne. I'm old enough for Gilligan's Island. And, you know, it, it, there was like a comparison. For those of you who don't know the, the metaphor, you know, Ginger was the hot Hollywood type and Marianne was also very hot. Um, I think she just recently died. I don't know if you saw that, but, you know, super hot girl from Kansas, but wasn't as glamorous, you know, and the idea was really that she was probably more innately sexual and real than the Hollywood girl who was so classically beautiful. Yeah, it seems, I mean, I work with a lot of women who are, are, are single and looking to find somebody in a more committed relationship and, mm -hmm. and they're struggling out there because a lot of the men that they're looking to date aren't so interested in getting committed, right? That they want to have a good time. That a lot of them are getting out of long-term marriages and, you know, they don't want somebody who wants them just for their money or for the stability. They want somebody who wants them just for them. They want a good time. They just want to have fun. And they can get that without committing, right? Mm -hmm. Which really sets the stage for this, this, this really difficult process, I think, for a lot of people. One of the things that shows up on the profiles a lot, George, for I think more men is no marriage, no commitment, no baggage. And I think what they're saying is... And don't want kids. No kids. Right. Makes my heart sort of drop in terms of having to do it all over again. You know, wouldn't necessarily want somebody to be father to my children, but kind of the view of family as baggage or... Or it, to me, that just sounds like also no depth. You know, they want to have sex with no connection whatsoever. And, oof. Well, it sounds like a perfect point to come back to. Okay, we'll come back. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for the best lubricant on the market. I had some patients tell me just recently it is way better than the other ones that they have tried. That silicone really works. It feels natural. And so we encourage you to use UberLube, especially with foreplay. I mean, start using it right away. It's not something that you want to just save for the main event, right? Yeah. Who can argue with wanting more natural? <laughs> it's doctor recommended. It's hypoallergenic, which means it will not cause reaction in your body. It doesn't change your pH. Really important as a woman for you to know that. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. Manscaped has the perfect package. It's 3.0 kit, you know, with the lawnmower and all kinds of grooming equipment. And summer's coming up, George, so people have really got to step up their game because we're going to be wearing shorts and less clothes. That's right, man. You don't want all your hair popping out all over those shorts. Get yourself trimmed up, squared away, and ready for the spring. <laughs> and it's going to be hot out there, too. So Manscaped, they've got the crop preserver deodorant uh, for your balls <laughs> and anti-chafing deodorant. And they've got great cologne too for those hot summer nights and we just say 
use manscaped.com with the coupon foreplay for 20% off. Do yourself a favor and use the right tool for the job. And set your balls up for success. (laughs) Okay, so it feels so soulless to me in terms of maybe just the the hookup culture. I, I don't know. You know, maybe going out for a date and these people having sex and that being enough. I mean, I got to say, I talked to thousands of men. I have talked to thousands of men and very few of them understand a woman's body. So I'm thinking, who's having a good time? You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's, yeah, I mean, it's sadly true. That's why we're trying to help get some sex education out there. Right. I mean, if they're just having sex after a dinner date, she is not having a good time. I mean, maybe it's, I, I always question this, and I, I usually think of the younger generation, but I think we're talking about maybe people who are single again and mm-hmm. maybe exciting to be desired and feel that energy. But if you're just talking about a once and done deal, odds are it's really not going to be good for her. I think most of the men that I'm working with, it's not just about one and done and have a fun time and sex. I mean, that's certainly fun to do, but it's more about the no pressure, no strings. They're getting out of relationships where, you know, they were working hard and providing and grinding and doing all the stuff that you have to do in a family. And they lost the connection, right? It became a transaction instead of somebody wanting them. And they, they, they crave you know, the no strings that somebody just wants me. They want to go out to dinner with me. They want to have a good time with me. It's not about just the sex. It's about the levels of engagement. They're afraid of going back to these committed relationships where they get taken for granted and they fall back into the same pattern that didn't work. So I think that's the fear driving the the lack of commitment with a lot of these Mm -hmm. men. Okay. I'm trying to feel my way through that. Uh, <laughs> well, I hear what you're saying about I the mean, lack it, of depth. It does, it does feel though, like avoidance. Like, I, I mm-hmm. mean, what I'm hearing from my girlfriends who are single again. Or, oh, this is patients. good, Lori. Let me just jump in. You're going to speak for the girlfriends. And I'm going to speak for the my guy clients. We'll see if we can make a bridge here. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough culture out there. I think that not that many men really are interested in, even interested in connection. I mean, maybe interested in being, in having somebody desire them and being interested in them, but they're not that interested. I've said this before, and I really think this, I read this novel, and basically the, the thesis was, what's sexy after 40 is interest. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody being interested in you is very sexy. And George, I'll just tell you, this is not that I'm interested in somebody being interested in me, but, you know, I'm a sex therapist. And I talk to men just like at church and wherever, just on a casual basis, people I'm meeting, parties, things like that. Do you know how many times I've dropped the line, I'm a sex therapist? How many? to men who have asked maybe three times in my life. I mean, men don't ask me, so what do you do? I mean, I've had hundreds of conversations, except for patients who know what I do, but hundreds of conversations with men over the last two decades that I've been 
officially a sex therapist, and I have dropped the line maybe three times. I mean, I'm not asked. It's like that level of interest, it feels like just, I mean, my experience of men is just so much more avoidant. They, they'll talk about what they do, what their business is, how much money they make, you know, yada, yada. But very seldom is, does the conversation ever say, so, you know, what do you do? What, what's important to you? It's like, yeah. wow, and I got the greatest line ever. What is it? I'm a sex therapist. That's what I do. Uh, that If you can't find something interesting about that, then yeah, but, I mean, I, you might it, pack it in. It, what I'm saying is, okay, so if, if my girlfriends are going on dates and they're listening to the man talk about himself, I mean, and it's not coming in another direction. It's not coming in a mutual direction. I mean, yeah, you're, the guys want somebody who, my experience sometimes is they want somebody who will fawn over them. Hey, listen, it's a setup on both sides. And I love what you're saying because that's a great example if you're trying to date somebody that you got to have an early conversation to be able to say that in a non-critical way. To say, I, you know, I really, I, I love when people are interested in me and ask questions. Like that should be part of your profile that you're looking for, right? Because if you, you're with a guy who's not asking any questions about you and just telling stories about him, that's not going to work. And unfortunately, a lot of men are afraid of asking questions, saying the wrong thing. So it's just easier to talk about themselves. And oh, you have a point. And, and the point. partner is, you know, the, the woman is listening and sounds really interested, which sounds great to the guy. I mean, this is working perfectly. They're thinking this is a fantastic date. They're being responded to. The, the lady's showing interest in their world. They're being able to talk about work. I mean, this is, this is exactly what they're looking for because in their past relationships, that kind of went away. To being able to talk mm -hmm. about what they're doing. And it starts to feel taken for granted. So what a setup here. I think you're really interested in me, so I'm talking about it. You're just kind of going along but feeling bad that I'm not asking you any questions. And yet this could have been avoided by both of us being clear in our profiles on actually what turns us on. There is research, though, on gender conversation that women more typically take the sort of submissive role in terms of a, in a conversation that men right. do dominate the conversation and talk more about themselves and don't ask as many questions. This is what's problematic in organizations too, right? Women are not speaking up because they're not asked. And I think it happens in dating, you know, maybe he goes on and on and she's not asked. So she doesn't speak up. Yeah. No, I think that's, you know, that's a lot of the work that's so a lot of us are trying to do around gender equality and just kind of as, as men recognizing some of that privilege that, you know, I don't hesitate to jump in. It doesn't occur to me not to like it's, but then right if I'm interrupting my wife all the time and it, I can't feel great, like how do I start accepting, you know, responsibility or even awareness of that? So how many men are going on a date thinking about how important it is to make space to show that interest? Like that's key to a safe relationship, mm -hmm. right? But if that's not talked about, I mean, how is it going to work well? It's not going to work very well. But I think you're right. There is something about being nervous. I don't know what to say. I think in my case, particularly my age and, you know, the, the last 20 years that I've been a sex therapist, I think there is something dicey about a man saying to a woman, so what do you do? Because what if she says, uh, I stay at home with the children or, you know, 
somehow or another replies to him in a way that implies anxiety. So he could, you know, he could get in trouble. And I think staying home with the children, by the way, is a great role right. and a great job, but, uh, and a hard job, but right. uh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's unfair, but I, I do despair a little bit about the lack of connection. And, and that's what I mm-hmm. hear in that profile it's like, I don't, I don't really want to get connected. Um, and, and I'm not saying that people don't want to just have sex sometimes and that women don't just want to have sex. And if that's what they're signing up for, you know, go for it. But what I hear from clients afterwards, particularly women, is we had this great time. We did have this great conversation. We had good sex. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the, the end of the story. So you can come back on break and explain that to us, George, from a male perspective. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. OMGYes.com. It is a website that shows sexual technique on women. And so many men are curious about how do I touch a woman? This is naked bodies. I know some of you may not go for that, but... You know, it is a beautiful website. I've used it and recommended it for years. They even have like a computer-generated vulva that you can touch and learn technique from. It's pretty fabulous. They And they give labels and words for different techniques so that two people can begin to understand each other. You know, I want tapping. I want circling. I want this. It's really a beautiful place. OMGYes.com slash foreplay. And we, we just want to say one little extra thing here, that they are reaching out to therapists so that you can find this resource and use it free. You can go ahead and on our website, we will have a, a way to reach OMG Yes if you're a therapist to get the free sample of what this looks like. I was frustrated that I rarely wanted sex, but I learned there's an FDA-approved pink pill for that. Addy or Phlebanserin is the number one prescribed treatment for premenopausal women bothered by low sex drive. Visit ADDYI.com and complete your consultation to see if Addy is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescription, over-the-counter, or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy, even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI, including boss warning at addy.com slash PI, or call 844-PINK-PILL. Visit ADD I love what you're saying, Laurie, highlighting the importance of depth. What we're doing on this podcast is really trying to bring awareness to what works. There's so much research out there and science around what makes for good relationships. And it is about depth and communication and safety. So, you know, when you talk about these men that seem to lack it, like what's getting in a way, right? And it's these same fears that we've talked about around avoidance, like their attempts to engage are often told it's not enough or wrong. 
So they want to just avoid the rejection, the, the messages that they're failing. It's a lot easier to keep it light. If you look at men interact with each other, they're joking around, you know, it's nice and light. And they're looking for that in their relationships and they don't recognize that that lightness, you know, it's not lasting. And it's not fair to them that there's, there's more that they can get out of relationships as far as those failures, those triggers, getting kind of those places seen and responded to. So, you know, a lot of men I work with that say have gotten divorced and they, the process breaks them. And they really have never needed to be vulnerable, but now they become vulnerable because of all of the pain and the hurt of, of the separation. These men, when they wind up going back into the dating world, they, they can have as many peak dates as they want mm -hmm. because they have a depth to them that is so incredibly attractive. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and, and when their profiles, all they got to do is put in their profile, like, I really want to have a deep emotional relationship. I want to be able to talk about sex with somebody. I want to show interest, which is what you're talking <laughs> about. Like, imagine that profile, it goes off the charts because that's, yeah, how do we encourage more men to see the value in that instead mm -hmm. of settling for this kind of simple, no stress kind of relationships that are fun for a while, but at the end of the day, we need more than that to sustain us. Yeah. The guy I was talking about in the previous segment, one of the things he found was he, I mean, the man, this was pre-app dating, I think. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was included that as well. But he said, you know, he would go out with four different women during a week mm -hmm. easily and have sex with most of them. And for him, he, he was like, like his decision-making was, first of all, if I have a good connection with her, I want to make sure that the sex is good. Mm -hmm. And if I have a bad connection with her and she wants to have sex, why would I not do that? And one of the things that, you know, he found over time was he said, you know, all these women that I've had sex with, it was consensual. It was absolutely consensual are calling me up in a week and they're screaming at me. Like, why didn't you call me? You know, we had this great day. We had this great sex. You know, and they're angry. You know, and eventually over time, you know, I saw him date for, I don't know, quite a while. And he's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to go through that conversation. Like, I have to decide. I have to eliminate, you know, if, if she's not somebody that I'm really interested in. And he said, even though I would be passing up sex, it's like that angry side, the, the fact that she's hurting over it is probably not worth it to me. You know, that it's consensual, it's absolutely consensual, but what he hadn't accounted for was the feelings of the other person later. Yeah. He's focusing on the physical, but not recognizing that emotional and spiritual component that, you know, you're so intimate and vulnerable with somebody. How could you not elicit these feelings of wanting more? We just, we just had a bonding moment with each other. That's mm -hmm. what these great nights and great sex are. And then all of a sudden, just the person disappears. You're never going to call them again. I mean, how could that not be hurtful? Mm -hmm. Right? So uh, that would be my, my curiosity with this man would be like, what allows him to have those bonding moments and just let them go? They, they don't stick. Mm -hmm. What's going on with him that, that, and listen, we're not trying to beat up men here. We're just trying to encourage them My to gosh. go deeper. We, we Let's need not get... to talk about the, the drama queens and maybe how you avoid that too. And, and there are certainly drama kings as well. 
And right. a lot of the profiles say no drama. And I'm like, oof, what does that mean, A? But I, I mean, certainly maybe a profile on a, on a female, how could, you, how could you discern this is really problematic? I don't know. Yeah, this is not easy. It's not easy. I, I think first people should get to the meeting. As we know it's COVID, so maybe it's a social distance date, you know, social distancing date, you know, coffee or a drink outside or something where they at least meet because I don't know that you can know if you have chemistry with somebody, even talking on the phone or talking by Zoom. It's hard. Well, it does force both sides to show interest. So mm -hmm. I do like that part about it, that before you meet, how do you develop that dating mindset that gets clear on what you're looking for? And, and be a little bit more selfish with that in, in, the, in the starting of this, right, in these mm -hmm. conversations. You're talking over the phone or via text. Like, get clear around... I, that interest is something I would not settle. If the person doesn't seem to be asking questions, let's let's get rid of that person. Right? Forget it. Right. And also, I, I think in terms of the, the drama issue, I think we're talking about the extreme pursuer, right, who is may, mm -hmm. maybe more chaotic in either party. But I think chaos is fairly easily spotted, and maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, a, a great package, but then they talk about, different things that are might alert you to problems that indicate instability. I mean, I know, I, I think what, I think that's a problem, you know, job losses, addictions, mm -hmm. um, those are problematic things. You know, at least if you're at a bar having a drink with somebody, you might notice that they had four, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, that you wouldn't know on zoom or something. Yeah. Well, how, how do people just be more authentic with themselves? I think a lot of the women that you're talking about are, are putting out this energy that they're carefree and they're not looking for serious relationships either. And, you know, they're, and meanwhile, they get really upset the next day when they don't get a phone call, mm. right? Because they are looking for something more. And mm. what's wrong with that? How, why not be, not like I, I mean, you tell me, I think a lot of women I work with, they're afraid that if they actually are truthful about how they do want a committed relationship, they're going to wind up having nobody interested. Right. 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 I but mean, at the end of the day, if, why would you want people interested in you that are not set up to really meet your needs? I think as a pursuer, you know, there is this sense of, okay, I'm going to do it right this time. I'm not going to pressure Mm -hmm. I'm going to try not to pressure somebody with being too much. I mean, the fear of the pursuer is always, mm -hmm. I'm too much. So if you stayed up front, you know, hey, I want commitment. It's like, oh, brother. You know, you've, look at you've, the laid your cards, you've laid your cards out on the table and it's a problem. But so then you pretend that you're kind of laid back. And it sends the illusion to the guy that this is fun. We're just kind of getting to know each other, which is what they're looking for because they don't want pressure. And then they don't follow through because they think it's no big deal. And then here goes the woman getting hurt again because, you know, for good reason, she wanted more and she's not getting it. This is such an important conversation, George. 
I hate that we're running out of time. We've got to talk some more about this because we could probably talk about this for days and days to help people make better decisions. I, I hear you. What I'm hearing you say is, yeah, she's at least got to be authentic. And maybe there are good reasons that are fear-based that men are anxious about commitment. You know, they're hurt from being taken advantage of or having somebody stopping appreciating them. I would say you know, that's ubiquitous, right? I mean, both parties in a divorce feel like the other one doesn't appreciate them anymore mm-hmm. um, and has taken advantage of them over time or something. I mean, both people can feel that, but... So what, how are we helping people here? Are we helping? Are we depressing you? <laughs> uh, listen, I, I'm all for don't settle. You know, be shoot for the stars. What your heart wants is somebody who wants you and is committed and, you know, put that out there into the universe. I think what's good about online dating is you can reach thousands of people. You know, maybe only 1% can meet that need, but at least you have a chance, you know, online of, of getting that 1%, mm-hmm. right? And Which right is, now- I think that... Yeah, I think that's better than just hoping, you know, you're going to change people and they're going to turn into who you want. And that just sets us up for more and more disappointing. So that would be my advice. Don't settle. Be true to yourself. Get clear on your profile on what you want and put it out there and, you know, celebrate. I love that. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot and good luck. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media.